Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Amazing Kate Casey! Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. I hope that you had a great weekend. I'm a little bit emotional this week. My youngest turns three. And while some parents joyously help their children blow out candles and sing happy birthday, I'm always in the background crying my face off because I just don't want them to get any older. You know, it just really bums me out. So I've got that going on this week. But I think a lot of you are going to be thrilled with some of the suggestions that I have for this week of things to watch. I really think I'm going to give you a bunch of different options that you will enjoy immensely. The first one is called Val. It's about Val Kilmer. It is a documentary on Amazon Prime. From Batman to Iceman to Jim Morrison, Val Kilmer, the actor, has he's pretty much been called mercurial. He opens up in this documentary about his personal and professional life, and he revealed his throat cancer diagnosis in 2017. Chemotherapy and radiation treatments have left him unable to speak clearly, but throughout the doc, his son Jack narrates his story with old footage dating back to his childhood. He had been videotaping throughout his life, so you even get to see behind the scenes of some of the great movies that he was in, including Top Gun, which always reminds me of living in Virginia Beach, having so many friends that were Navy and in the Naval Academy who became pilots, and so many of them will tell you, and did tell me then, that they joined the military, pursued the Naval Academy, and becoming a pilot based on the experience as a kid watching the movie Top Gun. So it's kind of interesting to see the documentary play out and thinking how how important some of those movie roles were to other people and how it changed the trajectory of someone else's life. So I really recommend it. He's a true artist and it's quite emotional. So Val on Amazon Prime, you've got to watch that. I also watched an incredible 30 for 30. You know, I love the 30 for 30 seasons episodes on ESPN. This one's called Breakaway. And I watched this while I was on the Peloton and cried my face off. It's the story of Maya Moore, who was one of the best basketball players in the world. And she stepped away from the sport for a remarkable reason, to fight for a man that she believed was wrongly imprisoned. When I tell you she was one of the best players, so we're talking four WNBA championships, two Olympic gold medals, a WNBA MVP award, 
three all-star MVPs and a scoring title. And she decided at age 29 to take a sabbatical from basketball, the sport she loves, to devote herself full-time to working for the release of a man named Jonathan Irons, who was wrongly convicted of burglary and assault and sentenced to 50 years in prison. So in this episode, it chronicles a search for justice and this relationship that changed the lives of two people forever because they ended up getting married. I am telling you guys, if you love sports, if you love basketball, if you love a great love story, you have to watch this. It's called Breakaway. It's a part of 30 for 30 on ESPN. I highly recommend it. I know that you'll love it. The next series begins this week on Netflix. It is a five-part docuseries that brings fresh eyes to the tales from wide world of sports. So from tennis to boxing to basketball, these are stories that you may or may not have heard about, but really goes behind the scenes of it. So for example, the first episode is Malice at the Palace. It's about the Pacers Pistons brawl, and it's finally being unraveled by those who were on the inside. Caitlyn Jenner reflects on her journey to winning gold. Boxer Christy Martin, I was familiar with the story, but loved to really hear more of the background. Christy Martin in the fight of her life outside the ring. Professional tennis player Marty Fish opening up about his struggles with mental health. My husband is tennis crazy. And I had no idea that Marty Fish lived with Andy Roddick as a kid. I didn't know about his anxiety problems. I think that you know, in light of what happened with Simone Biles, I think that these stories are so important to hear because it makes you realize that even the most decorated athletes can relate to all of us um, in our daily struggles just to kind of make our way through through triumphs and tragedies and perseverance. So I really like it. I think you're going to like every episode. And I was thrilled because in this episode, I got a chance to interview the co-directors and executive producers, their brothers. You will remember them from my episode about Wild Wild Country, which is one of my great obsessions. Another Netflix docuseries about the wacky cult in the 80s in Oregon. I track those brothers down and was so thrilled. I was one of the first people to interview them and they have gone on to make some incredible projects and this is another great example of it. So they are in this episode and so is my friend Erin from Girl Gangs 7733 on Instagram. She's got a new podcast called Allegedly where she deep dives Instagram influencer accounts. I know that you're obsessed with this as much as I am because it's easy to scroll through Instagram and you're like, how do those people have 650,000 followers and why are they doing ads for Bark when they're living in the middle of nowhere and they don't really seem all that interesting? It's the unraveling of the stories behind how that whole system works I find extremely fascinating. And Erin does a great job on her Instagram account of really breaking down what's going on behind the scenes. So I promise you, if you're somebody who hates to go through Instagram because you're like, I just have so much FOMO. I don't understand, like, why are these people famous? She really puts things into perspective, and I think you will enjoy following her. And so we got a chance to talk about why these Instagram influencers are like a reality TV show, but on this platform, Instagram platform, but also about our love of reality TV shows, Below Deck and Real Housewives, et cetera. And we also tackle the finale of The Bachelorette, which just aired. And I'm sorry, but Katie was like one of the worst Bachelorettes. This was a terrible season. The guys were terrible. She turned out to be 
insufferable. I mean, Greg left the show probably because he was sick of living in isolation and he did not see her as the woman that he wanted to end up with in the end. And by the end of it, he's like, you know what? I haven't had my phone. I haven't been able to watch TV and have been stuck in this horrible resort for way too long. And I don't want to be with somebody that I know probably just slept with somebody else. So I went out. She called him a gaslighter, et cetera. So he leaves. She's left with Blake. Blake came to the show. He had been on Tasha's season. He had, I think, also been on Claire's season. Like, he fell in love with a lot of bachelors, let's say that. Very familiar to Bachelor Nation. And he comes back for Katie, says, when I saw you, I knew you were my wife. It's like, yeah, he said that about the two other women too. And he shows up and somehow he ends up with her in the end. But at the after the rose ceremony... She talks to Greg and she berates him. Oh, by the way, on the, uh, I forgot to say, on the hometown date, her family is also horrible to Blake. So Blake has to not only endure meeting her parent, her mother and her cousin, who were pretty much awful to him. Then he has to watch this playback with Greg, you know, for a couple episodes. She's clearly in love with him. And then she's furious that Greg leaves the show. And then on the after the rose ceremony, berates him more, calls him a gaslighter, says that he's on, only on the show because he wants to be an actor. It's like, yeah, so do they, they all do. You do too. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, a horrible ending to the show. Again, you got to watch F-Boy Island and Love Island. I'm telling you. But the good thing is Bachelor in Paradise is coming back next week. So there's things to look forward in the world. This is a great episode. I'm excited for it. Here we go. I'm obsessed with the Waite brothers. They did the most fantastic docu-series called Wild Wild Country. It is to this day on my list of my favorite documentary docu-series. I'm obsessed with them and the great work they do. They have a new five-part series called Untold. I'm a sports, sports obsessed person. You guys, if you love sports, even if you don't love sports, you're going to love it. This is so hit it out of the ballpark great. They are my guests. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Yes, we're excited to be back. This was fun. I think we had talked maybe three years ago. We should plan this every three years. So I know, I know, I know. But I don't want you to do something every three years. Like I really, literally want something every year. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll hurry it up. <laughs> so I love this concept because I think, you know, after the last year with, you know, The Last Dance and some other great sports docuseries, people are realizing that even if you don't like sports, it's really the story behind a sports story that is the great unifier. You guys have said that sports is a great unifier in our country. It crosses politics, it permeates culture. And I wanted to know how you came up with this great concept for this series. Yeah, like this. So it it started essentially because we had it started with our fifth episode, Marty Fish. We had read an article that he had written in the Players Tribune, and Marty had this incredible story of becoming the number one American tennis player and then um, struggling. He, he disclosed that he had a severe anxiety disorder that kind of short circuited his career and cut it short. And we started having conversations with Marty, but that almost became the model for the conversations that we started having with like hundreds of professional athletes. And I think like the thing that we quickly realized was not only a sport, just like this, like great unifier that crosses all these boundaries and can really bring a wide audience in, but that we felt it was so interesting how like unrelatable these athletes were in terms of like what they could do physically, but how relatable they were in terms of like what their struggles and fears and concerns 
and, you know, daily battles were. And I think that after, once we started having two, three, four, five, 10, 15, 20 conversations with pro athletes, and they all kind of, we all kind of walked away with that same energy and, and vibe and, and, and that thinking, I think we thought that, you know, there's something special here to, to do. And then I, it's, it's just hitting everybody at the right time, especially after the Olympics and Simone Biles' story. I think that we're all realizing the, the incredible pressure that these athletes are under. This is a great uh, way of sort of peeling back the onion on some of these sports figures that I think have really struggled with the way that their stories have play, been playing out in the media. So you're giving them the grace to tell their story on their own terms. How in the world did you come up with these stories it must have been hard to choose the right ones yeah i think one of like the main components when we were kind of researching fielding stories and talking to athletes is like one of the criteria is that like we needed the athletes to be fully open and raw and vulnerable and authentic in the story that they were telling and um, warts and all the good, bad, the ugly. And you, you can feel that out really quickly with someone when you're talking to them. And I think ultimately, besides all these stories, I think incredible narratives built in and incredible beginning middles and ends and an amazing arc, um, ultimately came down to, we wanted to collaborate with athletes that had nothing to hide and we're going to kind of bear their soul to speak, uh, for the audience. So let's go through a couple of them. The first one, which is I mean, you couldn't have gotten a better story. Malice in the Palace, the night of Friday, November 19, 2004, when the Pacers and the Pistons squared off at the Palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan. I think a lot of people kind of remember the story. There's a big fight that happened. But this is so great because you're really giving voice to all of those players who have carried tremendous, I don't know, guilt and pain. And to hear their personal story was fantastic. And I'd like to add, I just found out this morning morning that my friend David Zeman was there at age 14 with his dad. <laughs> I swear, these stories, I'm like, wait, what? He's, I said, did you get hit? And he said, no, we were in a box because my dad had season tickets. <laughs> Can you imagine being 14 years old and watching this whole happen? Tell everybody why this story is bananas. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of known as like one of the most infamous infamous nights in NBA history. Um, it was a, a game between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons fourth quarter um, that went wildly out of control. A, a fan in the audience uh, threw a beer on one of the players who was lying down on the scores table and pretty much all hell broke loose. Players jumped into the stands, a massive melee, players fighting players, fi fans fighting players, police uh, stormed the court and kind of turned into one of the darkest uh, nights in NBA history. And, about two years ago, um, we were given access to leaked footage from every single camera angle inside oh. the arena that night. And watching the raw footage, which had never been released to the public before, uh, was kind of the first moment of that aha moment where we thought, man, this would be an incredible story to recontextualize, you know, 15, 16 years later. And also Ron's personal story. I think if we had listened to this maybe six years ago, I don't think it would have hit everybody the way it will hit right now. Um, what was your experience talking to them? Did you feel that there was this great weight on them? Some of them at the end were like, I don't want to talk about this ever again. I'm assuming that this is something that follows them all the time. Yeah, we, you know, when we sat down to talk with Jermaine and, and Stephen and Ron particularly, one of the things that really jumped out at us right away was how much they do still carry this around and the pain and the trauma and 
the regret and maybe the embarrassment and all those different emotions that that they feel and how palpable it still is 15, 16 years later. And I mean, talking to Jermaine, he's like, man, every birthday party I go to, every event, the first thing kids want to ask me is about the mouse and the palace. And so I think they all, those three wanted to kind of, kind of bind together and kind of tell their story kind of once and for all of yeah. what happened that night. I was going to add, I think that's like where, you know, we are excited about like where untold comes from in a way, because, you know, talking to Jermaine, it, it, it it wasn't like Malice. It's not like Malice in the Palace hasn't been covered. It's It's been covered a lot, actually. And every year on YouTube in, in the new, like, you know, 2021 that we live in, you know, how these events are remembered are almost like annually on YouTube. The video goes viral and it picks up like tens of millions of plays again. And it's like a whole new generation gets to see the YouTube highlight of what happened this night. But I think for Jermaine and Steven and, and Ra and, and Meta, there was just an element that they hadn't been able to, tell their side of the story. The story had been covered, but they wanted to tell theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with that and the footage is when we knew we, we really had a special documentary here. I would love for you to tell the story about Christy. And I thank you for telling it. I think this is a really, really important story to tell. And thank you for giving her voice. Tell everybody about what happened to her. Christy Martin's an incredible, uh, legendary female boxer and is known for kind of putting female boxing on the map. She uh, fought um, 1996 on a, I believe 1996, on a Mike Tyson undercard fight. It was the first woman's fight ever on POV, on a pay-per-view, pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view event. And she actually, uh, they outshone the Tyson fight. It was two women that won in crazy 10 rounds, a bloody brawl. The fans loved it. At that time, went viral. She became kind of like an overnight sensation as a female athlete. Um, But behind the scenes, she was married to her trainer, who was her husband. And um, at the height of her success, her private life starts falling apart at the hands of this very um, controlling megalomaniac uh, uh, evil uh, boxing trainer and husband. And our story kind of follows them down her path and what she ultimately survives an attempted murder attempt by her husband on her who shot and stabbed her and left her for dead. And it's incredible story of resilience and grit and perseverance and, and athleticism. And um, Christy Martin is one of my favorite characters in this, in this whole bunch of stories. Me too. Okay. I had to watch the Marty Fish one too, because my husband is tennis obsessed. One of my dear (laughs) friends played professional tennis. I never knew the story. I don't know how I didn't know the story already. Tell everybody about Marty Fish and his connection to Andy Roddick. Yeah, Marty was, we actually, we we, we had a personal connection to Marty Fish too. One of our uh, best friends in high school is a former American, uh, is is an American, is a professional American tennis player, a man named Sam Query. And we had gotten to, through Sam, gotten to know Marty a little bit and met Marty um, and were fans of Marty, but but grew up just big American tennis fans right in the era when Federer was coming on and just winning slam after slam after slam after slam. And for us, we, we, we got specifically introduced to Marty's mental health struggles by reading uh, an article that he had published in the Players' Tribune as he was going, returning to the 2015 U.S. Open after three years of really not playing tennis and no one had really heard from him. And this was after being the number one ranked American tennis player. And he had kind of skyrocketed up to like number seven in the world. But I think like what, what really excited us was twofold was one, being able to tap into a mental health conversation in sports and specifically 
basically tennis. And right now we just couldn't have, like the timing is just insane because we started this project like three years ago (laughs) and it's just absolutely remarkable to see these athletes brave enough to come forward and and talk about issues um, that that are really at the heart and center of our documentary. And also, I mean, he grew up, yes, as best friends with Andy Roddick. They grew up training at the same Saddlebrook Tennis Academy as junior athletes in Florida. And then Marty actually lived in the Roddick house for about 18 months in high school. Um, they still remain best friends. And, and I think Andy was a major component in, in helping Marty with his mental health struggles. And so it's a fascinating story about, about their relationship as well. Which I really loved. I, I really appreciated that. Tell them about the subject of the other two episodes. Sure. So um, our third episode is on uh, Caitlyn Jenner's 1976 Olympic uh, decathlon gold medal win. Similarly to Malice, we uncovered just reels of never-before-transferred 16-millimeter film that documented her entire journey from training years before to um, daily life at the Olympics to winning gold. And it was just an incredible treasure trove of archival footage Um, And what really made us fascinated about that was talking to Caitlin is when we were doing our research is she really felt like that she created this character of quote unquote Bruce um, as kind of a a shield against some of the identity issues she was struggling Mm -hmm. with at the time. And what you learn is that the Olympics was really like a a poison chalice for her of some sorts of where she thought by winning this ultra masculine event, it would cure her identity issues. But in reality, kind of pushed her transition even farther away as Bruce became such an American hero. And so it's a really interesting recontextualization of of her athletic career and life. And I'm really excited for people to see the footage. Um, Our last story is uh, probably one of the most fun, entertaining ones of the bunch. Um, A notorious mobster named James Galante from Connecticut ran the largest trash hauling business on the East Coast. In 2004, he bought a minor league hockey team for his 17-year-old son to become the president and general manager of. And we like to say madness ensues. Uh, He puts together a ragtag team that combines his love of the Mighty Ducks with WWE wrestling. Um, And it pretty much turns into just a wild shit show over the next two years until the feds finally come in and stop the team. So um, a lot of laughs and a lot of heart in that one. I really am telling everybody, you can watch this with everybody at home. A must watch. Well, well done. As always, I'm not surprised you hit it out of the park again. Tell everybody where they can find out more about Untold and where they can find information about other projects you've worked on. Yeah, so all of our stuff is on Netflix. <laughs> we got, uh, starting at the beginning, we have our debut documentary, The Battered Bastards of Baseball, which can be found mm-hmm. on Netflix. We have our six-part uh, documentary series called Wild Wild Country, which tells the story of Roshni's perm that came out in 2018. And then right now, starting today, our first episode of Untold Malice at the Palace premieres, and we're going to be premiering weekly uh, on Tuesdays. So it's a little bit different of a model than what Netflix usually does, but we're really excited about it. So for the next five, for this Tuesday and the following four Tuesdays, you can catch all of our feature length sports documentaries um, of Untold that will be uh, rolling out. We're, we're, we're pumped about it. Thank you guys so much. I love your work and I can't wait to hear what you have next. Thanks again. Thanks, Kate. Okay, bye. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? So let's get down to brass tacks. What is it about the influencer world that fires you up? 
it's like a fakeality. I keep using that word, um, but they are the fakest bitches out there. I mean, they do anything for a swipe up. And when I say anything, it's like they pretend you're their, you're your besties. They don't disclose on ads. So you don't know that it's an ad that's coming on there. They do everything illegal. Um, and I just am tired of it. And like, people go so hard for these influencers. I'm like, these people are not your friends. They never have been. They don't know you. What are some of the craziest tricks or schemes that you've heard they've come up with to get likes, comments, and followers? They do giveaways and they'll say, like all my posts for July and you're entered to win and then slide over. And that like helps with their engagement. Um, and then people are going and liking like 15 posts and it's like such fake engagement to where then they get brand deals because their engagement boosts that month and then they get higher paid stuff for it. So like that, I think is the craziest because like if brands were to catch on to see what they're doing on a daily basis, these influencers are not, they don't have any engagement. It's only forced when they do the giveaways. Also, they're not going back and checking. Did this person like 15 posts? Did they tag their friends? Like they're just basically picking anybody from their following, right? And do they actually give those giveaways? Like, is anybody actually winning the iPad or the makeup pack? No, this has been like, I mean, oh some do. And that I, so I, I'm going to say before I started this, nobody was winning shit. I mean, and if they did, it was shady. You never could t- chase it back to a follower. But now I've been calling them all out. Like when there's a giveaway, I posted on my story. I'm like, make sure you figure out who the winner is for this. And now they are all tagging the winners and they haven't done that before. And I know that for a fact. So who knows what happened prior, but since I've stepped in, they have to, they've been tagging them or I call them out. So just to put this in context, there used to be somebody who, let's say, would be paid $1,500 by one influencer. And, and, and they're basically agreeing to pay that money. And in return, they're promised 5, 10, 15,000 Instagram followers because the person who's running it says to all their followers, you can win this gift, which it sometimes was this like hugely success or expensive gift. If you tag 15 friends or whatever and then comment on a bunch of these things, you will be in the running to win this prize. But the kicker is all these people pay into it. They're getting bots to follow them for short periods of time or comments from people in third world countries. And so it's not real engagement or bots and no one actually wins the prize. And to take it a step further, out of outside of giveaways, they have these like I think it's called Telegram, this app where the influencers will go on to paid posts for these for these other influencers and comment for them to drive up engagement for paid posts. So it's like they do everything to get around this, like try and portray this fakeality of engagement, and the and the brands. I don't know how they don't catch it. So other influencers are paying a bot or a virtual assistant to comment on other influencers' posts to make it seem as if they're all friends. Yes, they go and they say like, they do the emojis on each like of the influencers' posts and like they'll share the link in Telegram and then all the influencers go over and comment. So it's like, it's if you look at some of them, you'll see like it's all influencers commenting on their pages. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And do you think that you're seeing a shift where people are beginning to figure it out and they're getting angry or do you think it's actually getting worse? 
It's getting better. Um, I would say I started calling people out that buy likes for paid brands. I would do it every Saturday and I would show it because you can see it. It goes up like every 30 minutes by like a hundred, a hundred likes. So I would, I would watch it go because influencers, some of the influencers are getting sick of it um, with some of these other bad ones. So the influencers will send me the person or some, some, some of the people who are doing it, I swear. And I'll watch it and I literally will post it. And then they'll be like, Oh, I got like attacked by bots. It's not my fault. I'm like, yo, Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> There's one person that we spoke about once, and you know who it is. They posted it, their their newest deal. You know, by the way, it's like, it's buried. It's clearly an ad, but they don't specify it's an ad. But they posted it, and within four minutes, they had 4,000 comments. So you're basically saying, that's BS. Yes. Bananas. I mean, this is like a reality show. It really, you can pay for anything. Like you can pay for anything on the internet. It's crazy. Did you ever watch Fake Famous on HBO? Yes, that's exactly it. But now you can take it a step further. And I don't understand how you can do this on Instagram, but influencers are paying some type of algorithm. So you don't even have to hit the follow button. They're fo- they're getting your follow without you knowing. Stop so if it. you go to, go, to your, go to your list and see if there's people that you didn't even realize you're following, that it's happening. It's wild. Oh my gosh. Okay. And now you mentioned to me that you heard the rumblings of a reality show with influencers because I was always told reality shows about influencers don't work because influencers are actually pretty boring people because they have these curated lives and images. But once you put a camera on, they're not dynamic enough. And also they expose everything basically on their Instagram story. So it's no longer interesting six, seven, eight months later, once you put it on streaming or broadcast? So it's like a lot of these big influencers, like the Krista Hortons and the Daryl Ann's and them, they're all in Texas. Um, I mean, or they they went to Texas for a time period a few weeks ago, like all these big guys that are all in the same circle. And it's alleged that they are were filming some type of show, but they were all doing stuff. Like they all went to restaurants and like to the pool. So it'll probably be like them interacting. But, and then I heard that there's like a contest type influencer, like who can be the top influencer that ABC is coming out with at some point. But the other one, I don't even know. I'm like, what? Like, it's just. I mean, I kind of hope that they make the show because me too. I do find it all so fascinating. And from what I've learned from you too, is that a lot of these influencers have husbands that have quit their jobs. And yes. they're the ones that are taking the photos and the videos and actually answering the emails. And you can't even get to the influencer because you have to go through the spouses. Yep. That was something I had on my story the other week was, do you feel comfortable that your, 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 your inbox is getting read or your DMs getting read by their husband? Um, and and the, and because the follower doesn't know. So like, it's just like a weird, creepy, like if a I'm girl's you, email. I'm, I'm glad you said that because you know, what if some of these women are are saying really personal things like exactly. I, I'm dealing with a depression or my spouse cheating or a miscarriage and they don't have any idea that this influ- female influencer is really delegating these responses to a man. Mm-hmm. This is bananas. Yeah, okay. it's oh, wild. Wow. All right, the weirdest reality TV influencer co- crossover is that this week, Kim Zolciak has revealed that she's got a spiritual academy. You've been on the ground for this too. What is going on? 
Oh my God. I've been all over this. So her and this Nicole Ziola, who is a part of a group called Wow Moms, which is like a franchise, um, started this spiritual academy. And what it is, is like finding your higher power and manifesting that and being, and then what they said was being one with the grass. So I took it upon myself. Someone sent me the link and I entered the Zoom as somebody and I've, I live streamed it to everyone. There was like 10,000 people watching it with me. And then they had like eight people from her team, like Croy was in there twice, Tracy, the chef, but like Kim was in there drinking on her red solo cup. Like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. And sometimes when I just need it, I go outside and put, like, take my shoes off and become one with the grass. I'm like, what's happening? Wow. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Well, here's the great thing is that you love reality shows just yes. like we all do. T- give me your favorites right now. Okay. Right now, of course, um, Beverly Hills, Kathy Hilton. She has, she's a game changer for that show. I, I was like... <laughs> I'm done watching it because it was the same stupid stuff over and over again with those ladies. But Kathy has like up and up made that show something. And then um, Below Deck Mediterranean. I'm obsessed. You love it. You love that show. Yes. The drama is so good. Those people are crazy. And it's, I think that's like an underrated show that you don't think because like it's not scripted. It's literally just crazy deckhand people just going off and getting drunk. It's wild. What did you think about when they had influencers go on Below Deck in the past? Did you find that um, too meta? Like you're like, uh, this is too much. World yeah, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're both loving Love Island. Here's my question. Yes. Now that Josh's sister has passed away, he revealed that last week to everybody in the mansion and he and Shannon left. I've been checking social media. They're still together. I know it's been a couple of days, but I mean... What a what a strange set of circumstances. Do you think that the show will continue to be good even though they've left? So I, I feel like they were like the center of everything. Yeah. Um, like I felt like everyone came to Shannon and like Josh was just there. Like I felt like they were like the center of them and Cash. Um, so like after seeing like Cash leave too, I'm like, uh, I mean, it's still good though. I watched the, the latest episode um, of it. So it's like, it's still interesting, but I feel like the center has like, been removed from Love Island. Me too. Yeah. But I kind of hope that they end up together. Am I alone on this? No, I am so too. I'm hoping that this is really the one for her. But she's only 24. So I mean, how much? I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. And did you see the season finale of The Bachelorette? the, The aunt. What was up with her? I mean, she's got some issues. But I also think Katie sucks. Yeah. I'm... I watched, I was like here and there watching it because I'm like working on um, teacher's wish list for some of these people, some of my followers. But like she, I thought she went too hard for that Gregory guy, whatever his name is. Like, yeah, he's a fraud. But it was like awkward. Like you're engaged, (laughs) move on. Like stop getting so heated on some guy who's like not going to cause anything moving forward in your life. Yeah. And I also kind of felt bad for him. Like, okay, but they all want to be actors. They all want to be influencers. So why, why are you acting like, he was here for you because we all know that wasn't true. And in the end, she has to end up with somebody who pegs their pants so hard. And he was on The Bachelorette twice before her. So, I mean, Mm. it's just, it's just, I don't know. That whole thing was just like uncomfortable to watch. Uncomfortable. Thank God it's over. Oh my God. We could talk for hours. This is 
a must follow. You must follow her. Aaron's got all the scoop. She's taken people and, and these accounts into account. And that is what we need right now. So tell everybody where they can find you. Yep. So you can come over to Girl Gangs with a Z7733 on my Instagram. And then we're doing deep dives on influencers on the Allegedly podcast um, that you can listen to on Spotify and Apple. Oh my gosh. This is everything everybody needs. Thank you so So much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) The amazing Kate Casey. I want to thank my great guests, Chapman, McLean, and Aaron, and remind you to click subscribe, leave a five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram at at KateCasyCA. You will see what I'm watching during the week and you will get that must-watch list. I post that. But also you can sign up at katecasey.substack.com because you can get that list in your inbox every Monday and then you know what to watch each week. You can find me on Twitter at at katecasey. I tweet about shows and during shows all week long. The Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey. We are deep diving all these shows, these episodes, and what you're reading and listening to all week long. Patreon. I've got bonus episodes. Do check that out. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Kate Casey for bonus episodes. You guys are missing out if you're not listening. So make sure you check out my Patreon. And I'm on TikTok at It's Kate Casey. As always, I'm wishing you a great week. I cannot wait to circle back with you. Upcoming guests include Joe McIntyre from New Kids on the Block about behind the music on EVH1 that's coming back and Sarah Edmondson from The Vow on HBO. you listen to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, well, JJ, JJ, why are, yeah. you, why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a psst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span our mystery We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests. All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life. And if you're a Wondery fan, then you're going to just come and listen to it. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen Uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.